Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health. Your wealth. Your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor. Because a healthy body is a sexy body. And you know what else makes your body healthy and keeps it sexy is having a great financial flow, living a prosperous, abundant life. And we have a lot of confusion about what abundance and prosperity means. So here to kick us off in 2018 is Patricia Davis. We're going to talk about 2018, your year of financial mastery. 2018 is here and maybe so are your bills. Today's podcast is all about up-leveling your prosperity consciousness. Just say that word to yourself, prosperity consciousness. Yeah, we're going to build that, and we're going to make sure that if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's over, that you trade in weariness and despair for knowledge and success as you take your personal finances off of life support and put them on to really abundant prosperous flow. Patricia Davis is a wealth expert, and she's here to show us exactly what we need to do to get spending back on track, raise credit scores, live the financial life you want, and might I say, you deserve, we all deserve prosperity and flow. And here at Modern Love, one of the things we're most aware of is that most fights that couples have that lead to divorce and breakdown are about money. So this is a big topic and it creates a lot of stress in love relationships. It's very, very important that we understand how love and money intersect. So we're going to get into that too. And if you want to know more about how to create prosperity, abundance, the love of your dreams, then please visit me at www.drbrendawade.com or better still, Come and join me live in person for one of our monthly live trainings. This, in fact, we have one coming up this weekend here in San Francisco in our Modern Love Academy. And this one is called 2018 Time to Live Your Dreams. We are going to knock it out of the park and clearing the old energy from last year. We're literally going to burn it. 
And then we have Philip Scott, who's a Lakota shaman, a medicine teacher who teaches the indigenous way to bring in the new year and get your energy up. And at the very end of the day, we have a powerful meditation and spiritual teacher, Gwendolyn Mitchell, who's going to do the gold light meditation to make sure you have a golden year in 2018. So if you're intrigued, if you're curious, or there's a part of you that's saying, take action, get up and do something different in 2018, then go to Eventbrite right now and register your class and a friend for that powerful training. Do it now. Okay, let's take our Ask Dr. Brenda question today. It says, Dear Dr. Brenda, I really need some help. One of my friends and her boyfriend, I'm going to call him Frank, have been having problems, and he wants to break up with her. I have a crush on him ever since I first met him. My friend knew it and dated him anyway. Frank has been flirting with me for a while, and I feel uncomfortable because I flirted back. I'm afraid my friend will think he broke up with her for me. Please help. Confused in Texas. Texas. Texas, this is very confusing, and the worst part of it is that you're confused about your feelings. Now, let me get this straight. Your guy that you have a crush on dated somebody else and is flirting with you. Sweetheart, what does that tell you? Think about this, Texas. There's nothing to be confused about. You can't trust him. If he's with somebody else and he's flirting with you, then he is a guy who doesn't have good boundaries, and he will do this with you, with somebody else. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. That is a quote from Dr. Maya Angelou, and I really think Dr. Angelou was on to something, and I want you to get on to something, too, Texas. Let go of Mr. Flirt and start looking for somebody who's not a big flirt and who can actually be in a stable relationship. You deserve that. If you don't believe it, you've got some work to do. Texas, okay, get yourself some training, read some books, get into therapy, straighten out your confusion. So keep those questions coming. I love getting your questions, everybody. Let's talk about our guest Patricia Davis, who's a former corporate finance and banking executive. She's the managing director at Davis Financial Services, and her new book is called Going Broke is No Joke, 52 Money Tips Everybody Should Know. That's her latest book, and her passion is taking the mystery out of personal financial management. She has gone from managing student loans to the best way to pay off debt quickly. She has tips that will help you take charge of your financial life in 2018. Welcome to the show, Ms. Patricia Davis. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Great. Now, what is your reason for making money your passion? How did that evolve in your life? I'll tell the story quickly. It evolved because... I had a mother who was a young widow with five children oh my goodness. who said, we're going to be fine financially, but you're going to do money my way. And we thought she was mean and stingy and crazy. She was always trying to teach us about, about money theories and how money related to you and your life, the responsibility you had for handling your money well. And she put us on what we now know was a budget by giving us allowances, 
She gave us allowances every two weeks, and you got your allowance every other Monday. She said you can spend it all today, save it all today, put it in pennies and line them up on the street. I don't care what you do with it, but you get no more until next payday. She said, I work for the federal government. I get paid every other Monday. I know when I get paid how long it will be before I get paid again. If I run out of money, the federal government doesn't care. So the same applies to you. If you run out of money, I don't care. And, again, we thought she was mean and stingy. And when she tried to teach us, we said, Mom, please don't teach us. Just give us money. She said, I am teaching you lessons to last a lifetime. Wow. And they have. And I realized after my years of working in corporate America and always in finance and working to help corporations make money, I said to my husband, you know, what I really want to do is be the equivalent of Mimi for a whole swath of people to (laughs) pay that lesson forward, to to give it to the world of people who didn't have her. And I encountered them every day. Every day because most people never have a parent who teaches them about money, especially, I have to say, women, because most women are still raised with the idea, don't worry your pretty little head, some man's going to come along and take care of you, even in the modern world. I talk to women all the time at our trainings and, you know, private work with couples where couples are fighting about money and generally... Generally, one of the people in the couple, usually the woman or one of the women, however it shakes out, doesn't know about money. Absolutely. And we, we again, didn't realize the term budget. But what she taught us was responsibility. The old saying, God bless the child who's got his own. Every, t- every paddle, Learn to paddle your own canoe. Every tub's got to stand on its own bottom. All of those things were things we were taught. Schools don't teach it. I count That's right. the parents. That's right. Schools don't teach it. And you know what? This, I'm so glad you said that because this is kind of crazy. The most mm-hmm. important things we need to know about in our lives, relationships, mm-hmm. how to take care of a family, how to raise children, and how to manage money, those things are actually not part of any school curriculum. I only right. found one. I only found one curriculum ever because I had a couple show up at one of our trainings, and I was astonished at the way this young man was communicating with his intended. He said, I came today and I asked her to come because we're planning to get married, and I think we should really refresh our communication skills and our intentions. And I said, where did you learn about communication skills? And do you know, I just have to say this, He went to school in Providence, Rhode Island, where Brown University was doing an experimental program in the public schools teaching children how to communicate and build relationships. Now, every school needs it, and every school needs financial education, Patricia. There are only 18 states in the United States that require financial education as a part of their core curriculum. Wow. With my first book, a school in D.C., I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, Mm -hmm, a school mm -hmm. in D.C. bought a copy of my first book, Me, Me, Money, and Me, for everybody in the senior class. Oh, fantastic. So so I agreed to go in and do some lectures. Right. Pro bono. 
those children had no interest in what I was saying. Oh, no wow. interest whatsoever. And one, I remember one little girl kept saying, "Well, my father has two houses. He's going to leave them to me." Wow. My father has two houses. I said, "What does Mimi say?" And I had Mimi isms strewn throughout the book. I said, learn to paddle your own canoe. She said, what does that mean? I said, it means you have to learn to take care of yourself. And she said, well, that's okay. My father's going to leave my houses, the houses to me. So I said to her, what if Daddy outlives you? And she looked at me. I said, Daddy might need his own resources. And it was, hmm, never thought about that. Right, and, and the other side of it, there's no magic there's no I, magic to I have a house as if it's going to take care of itself. She I actually do. has to know that, too. <laughs> but what I didn't say was Daddy also might find a young honey who convinces Daddy to put her name on what you think is your house. Yes, either way you cut it, your message to these young people is there's information, education that you have to have. Now, when you are educating people about money, whether it's young people, whether it's, because I'm sure you work with people who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe even beyond. Yes, How do you begin to get people to really understand how to come from, say, um, somebody is coming out of a situation where they're deeply in debt? What would be the first thing you would teach them? I'm hesitating because there's so much that we talk about. One of the one of the ways I started a class with a a relatively low income group was to ask how many had won more than a million dollars in the lottery. Nobody raised their hand. I said, "How many of you know people who've won more than a million dollars in the lottery?" No hands went up. And my response was, "I didn't think so." So you know what that means? That means you've got to be prepared to take care of yourself. You've got to get yourself educated. You've got to take a look at your finances the way they are today and ask yourself, is this where you want to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now? And if the answer is no, then you've got to make some hard decisions. And what would the first decision be? If people want to move into financial security, what's the very first thing? You know what? The first thing is almost the same as if you had lost a job. Stop non-essential spending. Stop it. Don't hang out in the malls. You know, don't give in to every everything you see on TV or what your best friend has or any of that, but you've got to stop spending then you've got to take stock of where you are, organize your debts, and I'm assuming they're debts, and figure And now when out you say way. organize debts, what does that really mean? Because okay. let's break this down for our audience. The okay. first step is no essential spending. Then no you want to take stock of where you are. Right. No non-essential Non-essential. Spending. And essential right. would be food, shelter, transportation. Right. Right. Um, medical costs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you want to lay out all of your debts. You're going to list every debt you have, and you're going to list them in two two ways. You're going to list each debt twice. You're going to 
list them in order of interest rate on the debt, highest interest rate down to the lowest. Mm-hmm. The second column is the same debts but arranged by amount, the outstanding balance on the debt. If you start with the most expensive debt, that saves you the most money because mm-hmm. if you've got a 25% note, you want to pay that before you pay something that's, or 5%. However, for those who need emotional coddling to some extent, if you pay off the smallest bill first, the the other stack, the other listing, then you get some gratification because, phew, I got that bill paid off. Well, that's not so much emotional coddling. Let me reframe that. That's a sense of success. It's a sense of energy. And once we start doing anything, the science of motivation says once you start down a path and you begin to feel the energy flowing, you gather momentum from it. So you say what you're saying is pay down the highest interest rate debt first because it will save you more money but if there's something small you can pay off that will give you some motivation then do that too because that shot in the arm is often I I know this from years of working with people with a variety of issues especially in a relationship if you have a success hey we managed to talk about that without fighting people (laughs) start to feel motivated this is working let's keep going down that path together So that's a great step. So now we've got no essential spending, list the debts. You've got them in order of interest rate on one side, highest to lowest. The other side, you have outstanding debts, and you're listing them from small amount to large. Is that the way it goes? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. And then you make the decision which way you want to tackle it. Mm -hmm. If you do want to to find some, some immediate gratification, then you do take the smallest ones first and kind of knock them out and move on to the next one. Great. Okay, so now you've got that list. You're beginning to pay off the debt. Is there any other strategy that goes along with these first steps? I think as you're paying off the debt, though, you have got to do a budget. To to me, that is so essential to the management of any life, to know what you're working with, and to, to just lay out a, a route for making all of this work. You, I don't understand how people know what they can afford and what they can't afford without having a budget. And you know what? I'm going to add something here. One of the words that I like to introduce for people, because a lot of people are kind of allergic to budget, I say make a spending plan. Plan um, yeah. your spending, because Patricia is saying you've got to know where you are, You've got to know where you're going. You've got to know what you're working with. And all of that can be captured. And if you find the word budget a word that makes you go, ah, just say Mm -hmm. spending plan. But it is important to know and it is important to have it in front of you. And I will tell you, Patricia, I'm sure you've seen the same thing. There are people who have what I call head-in-the-sand syndrome. where they don't have a complete plan, they don't know where they stand, and the anxiety, you know, I have deep compassion because I was that person too, the anxiety it causes (laughs) of not knowing where you are. And I really want to advocate strongly 
If you're the person who was head in the sand, you don't really know, it all seems like Greek to you, get support. That's what Patricia does. That's what her book does. Get support. Join a group. You know, we have a mastermind program to help people really wrap their heads around every area of their life, but money is a big area. And yes. support makes the difference. It makes a difference. Whole, you don't feel alone and you don't feel so scared. Right. I have a whole chapter in my book on spending plans and how to make a spending plan. Yay! I have one step by step by step. Step. Now, your you book, by the way, I have to say this, is now a bestseller on Amazon. So everybody get to Amazon or your local bookstore. I'm still a big fan of local bookstores. Pick up Patricia's book. It's called Going Broke is No Joke, 52 Money Tips Everybody Should Know. Now, Patricia, tell us the story of someone who really turned around their finances. How did that work? Because I, I know you've turned people around. Yes, I had... I had a young lady who was a single mother of a special needs child. Mm. She was having a hard time paying her bills, but also she was very concerned about her daughter and what would happen if to her daughter if something happened to her. Who would take care of her? And she did an excellent job of providing for her daughter, almost to the point that it was overkill. But in any event, she was concerned about her daughter, so I worked with her and put her on a budget, and she still laughs at me these days because she said, I, I put her on an allowance. And she said, well, how am I supposed to buy my cigarettes with this, just this amount of money? And I said, you're too broke to smoke. <laughs> and she said good one. she thought that was awful, but she gave up the cigarettes, and today this is, Many years later, today she has a six-figure savings account for her daughter. Oh, that's fantastic she and better elated. health because nobody yes. is benefited by smoking. We all know that. So you yes. actually improved her health as yes. well as her wealth. Yes, but it took a long time, but little by little by little. Now, what is a long time? What do you mean by that? Oh, this was probably 20 years in the making. Okay, well, 20 years, if you're going to live those 20 years anyway, everybody, make them pay off. Mm -hmm. So wherever we are on the journey, we want to start now making those essential changes. Very, very important. That's a great story. That's a great story. I had another young man, sorry, I had another young man who was a musician. He was an independent entrepreneur, and he just spent money foolishly. He made a lot of money, but he spent a lot of money, no, was not married, had no children. And he and I sat down, and his mother was someone I knew, and he said, my mother has been telling me for years I needed to talk to you. And one of the first things I said to him was, why do you have a landline? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're never home. You're always overseas. You're traveling the country. He said, I never thought about that. I said, there's $30, $40 a month right there. He got rid of the landline. Ah. All of a sudden, he opened a savings account, and he he sings my praises because he has tens of thousands of dollars in a savings account, and it probably didn't take him a year to get there. 
But all so what you're saying is take a look, take a look at things that are non-essential and where we don't need to spend, don't spend because there's something right. else you can do with that money. I, you know, I went through this recently with uh, someone in my family who had a free telephone and decided to change the plan and go to something else and said it's only $40 a month. But I mm-hmm. said, you know what? Multiply mm-hmm. 40 by 12, mm-hmm. and you've just spent 400 and what is it, 480 $480. Mm-hmm. And that 480 could be growing in your savings account. So very important that we look at, when you say non-essential, that those things that we don't have to add to our spending. We don't add them. We actually allow it. Now, I want to talk also, Patricia, this is so crucial. I know this, you know, I've written five books about consciousness and how people see themselves, that there are people who see themselves as not worthy of abundance, who actually grew up feeling on a deep level, gee, people like me or where I come from or people who look like me or people like my parents never had wealth. How can I have it? Gee, my parents struggled. How can I have a life where I didn't struggle? So the whole consciousness of prosperity, how we think, what we believe, what we say, how we feel affects what we do. And everyone, I want you to just take a breath right now and just breathe in right where I am. I deserve prosperity and abundance right now as who I am. I deserve prosperity and abundance, and there are steps to get me there, but I have to believe that I deserve it. Because what I find is when people don't believe they deserve it, they'll sabotage even the best plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen that too. I will, I will tell just a, a quick story. My husband and I, I married my, my high school sweetheart. We met the first day of high school when we were 14 years old. And we've been married forever. And we started, we got married after college. Our parents would not allow us to get married while we were still in college. We got married right after we got out of school. <clears throat> he wanted to go to, in the Washington, D.C. area. He chose a graduate program at Pepperdine, which mm-hmm. you know well. Yes. We traveled across country. We had $300 apiece. That was all we had. He was, he was in school. I was working. We then flipped it after he got his MBA. But I got paid every Friday, and we saved $10 every week. Mm. That was it. Every Friday we went to the bank hand in hand, put our $10 in our bank account. And our goal at the time was to have a comma. We didn't want, oh, yes. we didn't want $999. We wanted a comma. A and comma. I love a it. Comma, a comma. That's great. And we worked toward that comma, and when we got our comma, he said to me, now we have to work on the second one. That's perfect. So now this also, let me just say this. One of the great statistics that has been proven over and over is that if you're in a stable relationship where you have common, a financial goal in common, common goal yes. and intention, yes. your wealth within 10 years will exceed that of people who are single by three to four times. 
because you're working together. Yes, it's a powerful statistic. There's a book called The Case for Marriage. And one of the things they talk about is that even if you live with somebody, say you get a windfall or you come home with a bonus, you go, what should I do with the windfall? Uh, The other person might say, hey, go get that red sports car that you wanted. But if you are in a committed relationship, if you're married or you have formed that lifetime commitment and you say, hey, what to do with the bonus, you say, oh, well, we have a plan. Let's Mm -hmm. put that toward our home or let's put it toward our you know, our commas are put in toward mm-hmm. whatever it is we're working toward because we have a common intention, and that means the wealth builds that much faster. So you just demonstrated that principle with your husband. <laughs> we're coming into the home stretch, Patricia. What oh, do you no. want to leave us with? I know the time goes so fast. We could talk on for hours about this very, very important topic. Because we've talked about consciousness, we've talked about spending plans, we've talked about strategy. Everybody's going to run and get that book because we're big believers in having a library that supports us here at Modern Love. And we don't want anybody fighting about money. Instead, we want you to put your energy into building wealth and prosperity for yourself. What I want people, you asked me what I want to leave people with. Yes. What I want people to do is for themselves build a vision board that says, this is where I want to be 20 years from now, 30 years from now. That is so funny that you say that, Patricia, because guess what we're doing here Saturday, January 13th at our Modern Love Academy? We're going to do more than build a vision board. We build a virtual reality tool. You can see it, hear it, touch it, taste it, and smell it. And you have feelings because when you put all that energy into those intentions, so everyone will get a chance to do it. I'm so glad you said that because you want people to actually create something they can see and touch that says this is where I plan to be 20 years from now. Yes, And And then then what do they do with it? After you see the vision board, and you then create create a budget that reflects these goals and priorities. You can't get there without paying your way and paving the way by paying your way to get there. And sit down and make this budget. Look at the chapter in my book that tells you how to do it, and it should reflect everything you plan to spend. Don't leave things out because, oh, it'll mess up my budget if I put that in there. No, that's not the way to do it. But we, as I said before, I married somebody that I had the same kind of financial upbringing as as well as goal structure. Now, by the way, if your partner does not have the same kind of financial structure, this is one of those stress points for couples just align on here's the intention, here are the steps, and here are, and I, I strongly recommend this, here are the places where we've built into the plan, places where we get to enjoy some of the fruits of our labor. Because along the way, if there are no rewards, very quickly most people will quit. So build in some little rewards along the way. I was going to say, that's a part of the plan. Oh, I can never go on vacation. Yes, you can. Build it into the plan. It may mean you have to give up the weekly movies because you're saving for the summer vacation, 
but you can make it work. But you know what? Okay, now I'm going to give a practical tip to everybody. I just found out something fantastic. And Patricia, you can tell everybody you know about this. Go online and order yourself the Movie Pass card. It's $9 a month, and you can go to as many movies as you want for the $9. Yes, yes. So get that because then you can just movie out and not have to worry about it. How's that? Okay. Okay. That's oh, Patricia tip. Davis, thank you so much for sharing how to make 2018 and onward your years of financial mastery, of prosperity and abundance. And I want you to keep repeating that affirmation I gave you. I am worthy and deserving of prosperity and abundance right here, right now. I commit to creating that for myself and everyone connected with me. Now, Patricia's book, one more time, everybody, I want you to run and get it. It's called Going Broke is No Joke, 52 Money Tips Everybody Should Know. That's her latest book. She's got others. Check her out. And, Patricia, what's your website? My website is www.yourmoneywiz.com, M-O-N-E-Y-W-I-Z. YourMoneyWiz.com, everybody. All right. Thank you to our wonderful executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, and to our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning. And to you, modern lovers, I'll see you Saturday, January 13th to launch your year. 2018 is time to live your dreams, and I want you to say yes, yes, yes. Take action. Go to Eventbrite. Get yourself here. All right, everyone. Blessings. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.